All right, and welcome into a, another edition of Talking Thoughts Radio. I'm your host, Adam Bernard, and with me, as always, is John Casilli. John, how are you? How you doing, Adam? I wish I was uh, in a better mood. Well, uh, we're both doing a lot better than Team USA is and the way that locker room has to be going right now. A ugly 3 nothing loss to Team Europe. By the way, Team Europe, the oldest team in the tournament, the team that most people thought would be the punching bag for the other teams in the tournament. And Team USA was never really in this game. Um, bad defense, just a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to take you through a quick recap of the game here. It was a flat first period for Team USA. Uh, they had some flashes of control in the uh, European zone, but no real sustained pressure. The first and only goal of the period was uh, Marion Gabrick from Franz Nielsen and Matt Zuccarello. Uh, good play by Nielsen there to make something happen. He was arguably the, well, the best player out on the ice in both ends of the rink for Europe this game. Jonathan Quick made some big saves to keep it closer than it should have been in the first period. Second period, more flat play. Uh, pe- Team Europe gets their second goal of the game. Patrick Kane gets caught trying to do too much uh, cycling by himself. Uh, little Leon Dreisaitl poke check leads to a 2-on-0 with Nino Niederreier. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl puts it home, makes it 2-0. A uh, little bit of a controversial overturn here on a Team USA goal in the second period. Uh James Van Riemsdyk kind of nudged the puck forward with his chest. He kind of chest bumps the puck when it was up in the air and a goal mouth scramble, and then it goes off Derek Stepan's head and goes in. They decide to overturn it. Uh, Team USA gets another power play opportunity in the second period. Uh, looked okay, didn't do too well. And then on the ensuing rush, uh, Pierre-Edouard Bellamar makes it 3 uh, nothing. Uh, at right after that, you know, Team uh, Europe got the puck in. Uh, they held the zone. They kept it in, and they got the puck towards the net, and good things happened. Third period, U.S. opened okay. They got stronger as the period progressed, but uh, Yaroslav Halak, who had a fantastic game, kept slamming the door shut anytime Team USA got a good opportunity in front of the net. Uh, Europe handled the expected desperation pressure from Team USA. You know, maybe if one of those gets by Halak, it's a whole different story in the third, or maybe it was an, could have been an avalanche. But the bottom line was Team Europe pretty much outplayed Team USA throughout the game. And, uh, yeah, Team USA has got a lot of uh, soul-searching to do after this one. Yeah, I would not like to be in that locker room right now. Definitely not. The uh, They just looked flat. They came out flat first period. And then the second period, you saw like a little bit more of, uh, of a jump. In them, but it still wasn't anything nearly enough. Um, they didn't get enough to convert on their chances. They, they, there was a stretch uh, in the second period towards the end where they they had their chance. The, the, the goal gets overturned. Uh, and then you see the U.S. just stepped up. But, again, all their shots were going wide. They are going over the net. They weren't going towards the net. They weren't crashing the net. And, that, and that's what, you know, we were sold uh, this team to be, a team that is going to crash the net. It's going to get pucks to the net and, and look for the dirty rebounds and, and, and skill it in uh, or just jam it in. We didn't even see that here. And uh, it just it was just not a not – a, not a good game for them. An uphill battle the entire time that they just couldn't get revved up for. They finished with 35 shots on goals, year of 17, which is a pretty shaded stat. If you were just to look at it, you would say, hey, Halak is like the best player. But, you know, I got to fall through the, the fault falls on the shooters. They didn't really convert on their chances. And, they, and again, the overturned goal 
really, really hurt them. I think, I mean, you know, obviously if the Team USA scores there, it's, you know, it's a 2-1 deficit and it's an entirely different game. But when Team Europe basically comes down on the ensuing rush and makes it 3 nothing, you don't want to say the game's over with a period left. But the way the game was going at that point, there was no reason to believe that Team USA was going to get back in this game and make it competitive. They did try in the third period, but it was a little, too little too late. You know, it's... 3 nothing. you know, Yaroslav Halak played a fantastic game, made some really good saves. Let's not let Jonathan Quick's performance get overlooked in this. It could have been 5 or 6 nothing if it wasn't for the way Quick played today, and he certainly should be the guy in net again on Tuesday when they play Team Canada. But speaking of guys who did not play, Dustin Bufflin, Kyle Palmieri, you know, they were healthy scratches. John Tortorella said before the game it wasn't, you know, anything against them. He just wanted to go with the mix he had. Well, the mix didn't work, and I would fully expect to see Dustin Bufflin back in the lineup for their game against Canada, and one of the Johnson defensemen will sit. And as for Kyle Palmieri, who get, you know he's a 30-goal scorer, and he's not in the lineup. You need some scoring punch. He's going to get in the lineup. I would assume David Backus has to be the guy to sit. He only played about six and a half minutes of ice time today. Well, if six and a half minutes is nothing, and certainly Backus is not the player he used to be. At least Palmieri gives you some punch offensively. He has to be back in the lineup against Canada. Yeah, that's good points. I mean, again, you know my feelings on the Johnsons. I can't see in any world you bench Bufflin over one of the Johnsons. Uh, definitely look forward to seeing that again. And definitely look forward to seeing a, a really, really hungry USA team. And if you don't, then you know there's something wrong with the coaching in the system. You, just to point at, further the point about Bufflin, he led all American-born defensemen in the NHL last year. And the first game for Team USA in an international tournament um, since the end of last season, that counts for anything, and he's on the bench because he doesn't have the right mix. I've seen some people say that, you know, maybe Team USA and John Tortorella's approach to this tournament is antiquated, and... After watching them play the oldest team in the tournament and not really show much life, I don't know if I can disagree with that. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, we've both seen Tortorella come through New York and the way that he's instructs the players to really jump in front of every puck and, and really kind of grind out everything. However, you saw a 2-on-0 in this game. When was the last time you saw a 2-on-0 breakaway in the NHL at any sort of level that has any respectable defenders or any system? Uh, it, it, it speaks to where the, the team is at, you know, and, and the leadership on this team in the coaches and even in the players as well. So that when you face this adversity, you know, players are stepping up within system to make smart plays instead of making terrible gaps like that. And, and just basically puts push the game away. I mean, you, you see in the third period, Dubinsky gets called for a double minor. You know, the third period is that period where the USA had to really kind of push and all of a sudden, a couple minutes into the period, you're on the PK for four minutes. Yeah, they killed it, but still But you need goals at that counts. point. You're not trying to run every, the clock. Exactly. Every minute counts at that time. And you can get a little momentum off of that, but it's just wasted. You know, Europe doesn't even have to fire a shot on goal during that power play. They've already won the next four minutes. You know, Team USA's defense, you know, as a whole, did not play well in this game. You know, Ryan McDonough did not play well. Ryan Suter had an okay game. Niskanen and Carlson were okay. But like we said, you have Eric Johnson and Jack Johnson on a pairing out there. And clearly neither was going to be that effective coming into the tournament if you've watched hockey over the past couple of years. But, you know, Eric Johnson only getting 13 minutes of ice time. Jack Johnson only getting 11. You mean to tell me Dustin Bufflin couldn't have made a big difference there? 
I mean, yeah. it, that's just that's just poor decision making. You want to get cute like that in the prelim prelim tournament play? You know, feel the rosters. That's fine. You, you, the United States had to have this game because now they're in a position where they have to beat Canada on Tuesday. There's no, you know, get a get to, you know, get a point or if you lose, that's it because you've already lost to Team Europe. Now that Europe Czech Republic game could easily be for the second spot in Pool A. Team USA has to win out now. They lose on Tuesday. Their tournament's pretty much over, and it was over as quick as it began. Yep, and it's a disappointment because there were high hopes, and, and this this coaching staff picked the team that they wanted with a, a specific strategy in mind, and they held behind it, even though everyone kind of looked at it. Like, you know, where were some of the more skilled players? Why weren't they brought onto this team? Yeah, Phil Kessel, a little injured. Um, Kevin Shattenkirk on the blue line. Shattenkirk on the blue line over again. I don't want to keep harping on this. I think we should figure out some way to just say something quick about the Johnsons mm-hmm. and just recurringly because they're just it just blows my mind why they're on this team. It doesn't make any sense. And going back to the, you know, antiquated style for an international tournament play, John Tortorella is a great coach. If you're one of the bottom teams in the league and you got young guys who need to learn how to play the game and play within a system and be disciplined, that's when John Tortorella is a good coach. Uh, But when you have talent, when you're trying to win, you're not trying to muck and grind. You want to score. You want to go up and down the ice and maybe find against a team like North America, that's not the recipe because they're going to be better at it than you. But against like against a team like Team Europe, Team Europe didn't have to do much today. They just kind of played smart defense and they waited for their opportunities and Team USA certainly gave them a couple of really, really nice ones and when they had a big opportunity, they took advantage of it. Yeah, you could see it. They also, another thing that I noticed they didn't really do is is engage USA in in some of the the dirty play that, not dirty play, but just rough stuff. The way that the stuff that really gets USA charged up And, and I think going forward, Canada is going to be a very interesting uh, game to see. I mean, obviously, I picked Canada to win that game, and, and I don't, I don't really see USA winning it. But it could just be one of those games that USA's got their backs up against the wall. They need to win. Canada's chippy, USA's chippy, and and maybe USA gets gets a few goals in there and and surprises everybody and, and wins. But but who knows? Now, we, well, for all this talk about how, you know, we're, the style is antiquated and, you know, it's not the right fit for international play, Tortorella did build this team to beat Team Canada. So if his plan is going to go to work, it has to be Tuesday. You built this team to beat Canada. You don't beat Canada on Tuesday, the whole thing blows up in your face and your tournament's basically over. You beat Canada on Tuesday, now you got some life, you have the Czech Republic after that, and maybe you have a chance to, you know, steal a pool B slot. But if Team Europe beats the Czech Republic, it doesn't matter. You're, you're, not, you're not going, because head-to-head, Europe will have you. They'll have the head-to-head victory. But we will see what happens on Tuesday. John, any closing thoughts here on uh, USA Europe? I just, I just, uh, just really disappointed in the performance and the effort that was put out there. It looked like they slept walk through the first two periods. And uh, it, it, do they want to be part of this tournament? Do they want to win this, this tournament? You know, I, I don't know. Top to bottom, this roster doesn't seem like everybody's given a thousand percent. So. 
they need to step it up. Well, they've got two days to get their act together and to get back into the mix and not get beat by guys named Pierre Edouard Bellomar and just get outplayed by the oldest team in the tournament from pretty much beginning to end. We're going to wrap it up here on Talking Thoughts Radio for this edition Team USA Europe postgame. We're going to have a little preview of the Sunday action of a Russia, Sweden, and Finland, North America coming at you, so look out for that. And we will uh, talk to you tomorrow. John, thanks as always. Have a good one, Adam. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Pucking Thoughts Radio.